Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Warning, this episode contains foul language and references to murder and drug use. Wow, that's tame. strange and unusual, crazy and creepy, silly and swampy, and everything in between. Each week we have the absolute pleasure of getting together and talking about something weird. And this week is an oopsie daisy, a whoopsie poopsie. Whoops! We promised a paranormal investigation, but we can't deliver. Not because it didn't happen, just because the ghost didn't show up. So this week we're doing one of our favorites, a weird little check-in we like to call Helter Skelter. These are the episodes where we just bring a handful of strangeness and deliver it straight to your ears. We've got some weird animals, conspiracy theories, and a few clips from the investigation episode that never was. So, make sure your seatbacks and tray tables are in full upright position. Make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. Prepare to land in Silly City. My name is Ashley and this is my co-host Lauren. Hi, weirdos. Hey, guys. Hi, hi, silly heads is more what I want to call them after that intro. Silly pants. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Sorry about last week. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry. everybody. But also not sorry because we are honest on this show and Ashley could have faked a whole bunch of hauntings. And, you know, Um, I like that you're saying, hey, we didn't get the results we were thinking. And And I told Joe, I was like, I'm so bummed. And he was like, you're bummed that there aren't ghosts haunting this place and i was like oh yeah you're right i guess that's pretty Uh, dope fair point (laughs) fair point yeah that's that's a good thing but also crazy because your childhood home i thought had all the things yeah i'll talk about it real quick first basically if you're a consistent listener of this show you might be thinking hey you know where's that paranormal investigation episode we were promised well we did it but nothing happened and it it was a total bummer because it was the first time Natalie had tried to talk to the dead, at least in this way. So I was really hoping to experience Aww. something. But we basically ended right. up coming to the conclusion that whatever was there in the home has either moved on. You know, my mom even said she hasn't had an experience in, like in months, maybe even this year. Or okay. it just wasn't interested in playing our little games. Yeah, or it was just looking at you shaking its head and saying, absolutely yeah. not. I'm not here for well, this Well, especially tonight. because literally right after Natalie left at like 1.32 in the morning, Joe and I were going to bed and we heard one of the weirdest sounds I've ever heard in my life right outside my bedroom window on the roof. So it's like, hello, what? Oh, my gosh. Maybe it just didn't want to freak Natalie out. It was like, hey, I don't know if Natalie's ready for this. <laughs> and so just waited to make sounds well, for only you and poor I little I thought Jim. Natalie would be kind of the perfect, if there was anything there, you know, I thought she would be like the perfect person to have because whatever would be there would know her as well. Because she spent, I mean, she was yeah, basically like another true. sister. She spent half her life at my house. Right. Part of so, the family. You know, well, well whatever. Well, yeah, that, it's all... It's all bizarre, but you know what? It happens, happens and I still want to hear about it. I still want some of well, the Well, we still had a blast, obviously, because these are very fun. Um, we had a few good moments, pretty some pretty funny scares, 
And uh, I do have, I just have two little clips to share with you guys because we don't really have anything paranormal. But just to start out, I do have to say my house is not creepy. It doesn't look creepy. It's basically brand new. It was built in 1993 by my dad. And I asked my dad what was there before he built the house. And he said it was an overgrown empty lot surrounded by a barbed wire fence, which is creepy, but still doesn't explain a haunting. Why? Yeah, yeah, why there would be a haunting. It doesn't doesn't add up. No. And as a refresher, Natalie and I went over this all during our recording, but you know, in my house, a little girl has been seen, she's been heard, um the sounds of a small girl laughing, crying, running. An old man has been seen on the porch by multiple people and a dark nondescript figure has been seen too. We also had a lot of problems with battery operated toys. And Natalie and I chatted a bit about it here. My sister and I would get so creeped out by all of our, you know, talking toys, the the Teddy Ruxpins, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, talking Woody doll, there's a snake in my boot, etc. <laughs> Just at all hours of the night, at all would times. go off on their own. Mm-hmm. Tickle Me Elmo is a big oh, one that would go off. When you just, just be said that, there. and I feel like it just triggered a memory <laughs> in me that I I feel like that just happened down, like we were sleeping down here, and I yeah. just heard the the giggle. Yeah. Like, it was like, that tickles. not Elmo. Elmo. Don't you dare. Not, not in this life, climate. not in the next. <laughs> Elmo. So my sister would get so... My sister and I, sorry, would get so freaked out that we would put these dolls in the meat freezer in the basement. <laughs> we just throw them in there. Can you imagine being your dad? Oh, and it was coming my mom. down. My mom got the shit the scared hell? out of her because she'd open the meat freezer and Urkel would be just looking up at her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> She'd be like, stop doing this. And it's like, we hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Pam. So (laughs) we had fun reminiscing about all the (laughs) haunted dolls. Oh, my gosh. Thinking of Urkel looking up at you from the meat freezer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, half frozen in the meat freezer (laughs) because we (laughs) wanted him to die. I love it so much. The only room I really, we were very scared of going in the basement, uh, but it really wasn't that bad. To be fair, we did have to have the lights on because when we were moving around, because it's so filled with old stuff that we haven't quite found a home for yet, like my grandparents' stuff. Yeah. So, like, you wouldn't want to trip and like kill yourself. We could have died. Yeah. We joked a lot about how, like, how'd you get your broken ankle? Well, (laughs) um, But Jamie's room seemed to be the only room that had any weird stuff going on in it. We had temperature fluctuations. We got cold multiple times and we were able to confirm the change in temperature with the thermometer. Uh Natalie at one point felt like she was getting a warm hug from behind, but she said it was comforting. She wasn't like afraid, but it was, yeah, she said it was very apparent that something was warm and behind her. Showing her love. We heard a few bumps from the hallway, which happens to me a lot upstairs. It's the same hallway that my bedroom's connected to. Our EMF lit up a few times right when we started and then stopped. Mm. And there was a strange anomaly happening where it looked like something was pressing on the frame of this picture because it was like distorting the light of the EMF reader in the room. And it was very strange. Oh. However, not enough happened to produce a full episode. Right. So Fair enough. But (laughs) this was the location of my favorite moment, a scare with a totally non-paranormal explanation. Did you see that shadow under the door? Oh, sweet Jesus. Did you see it? No. I don't know. You see it now? Oh. Oh, Oh, I see it. Okay, I know what it is. Okay. No, it's okay. It's... (laughs) Oh, fuck. My dad has a... (laughs) What is it? It's like a, a, like, bug thing. To like make sure bugs stay out, but it it goes on it like goes on and off like that. See it fade and then it comes back on. But why? That's <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's really scary actually looking at it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but why would that just now? I don't know. Show up? Maybe it's on a timer. 
It really was a Beetlejuice oh moment. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, like the door was. It like lit up from <laughs> under the door, and I was like, <laughs> like when he drew the yeah. Oh my gosh. Natalie was unwell. She grabbed my leg. The fear in her voice, like you can just hear that there's a tremble underneath. Oh my gosh. So So it's like a bug zapper? Yeah, he has them all throughout the house. They plug into the wall. And what they do, they're not zappers, but they they send off some sort of electronic something. It just like keeps bugs from like they don't want to come in. Right. Basically. Just scaring them. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I and basically they they like they also work pretty well as night lights too in these dark hallways oh, because yeah. they like light up and then it dims really slowly and then lights up and then dims really slowly. But I swear to God, it looked like the door from Beetlejuice, like this yeah. blue purple light coming from under the door. And I was oh. like, did you see that? And Natalie was like, no. And then when she saw it, she grabbed my leg and she was like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just I wouldn't a bug know what to think. So. I would think like, is a portal opening that somebody is about to Truly. walk through? Like, what am I supposed to gather? from yeah. this creepy light so i i completely understand why she was and losing then every her mind. room we went in after that we had to unplug the, the bug <laughs> things because oh like, we were scarred for life don't but get creeped out oh that's so funny sorry thank natalie. you natalie though for joining me for the investigation even though we didn't get an episode out of it she was pretty bummed she was like i'd want to do one and i was like you will i promise yes. that the next time either Lauren and I do one or I do one in Illinois or whatever, I will have you back and we'll 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 see if we can actually find something. Yeah, so we'll make it happen for sure, Natalie. You deserve some real spooks. You deserve <laughs> it. Sure. You deserve to be frightened. <laughs> We're gonna make sure it happens. Uh, well, I love that you guys tried. And it was a nice, we you did. know, like Halloween activity. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> It was like two days before Halloween and we, uh, I had gone to like the fall festival that day. I watched like a kitty parade where like literally every child in my town was there dressed up. It was oh wonderful. Cute. Yeah. And how was your Halloween? I can't believe we didn't even do a recap from after we're coming back from the month of October. How was I your didn't Halloween? do much. Um, I yeah, I didn't do anything on Halloween. I didn't even have a costume this year. I put some skull makeup on because I didn't know if we would oh, get right. trick or treaters. Spoiler alert: We got trick or treaters. We only got like four groups, but they were the fucking best. And I love <laughs> trick or treaters. Oh, that is so fun! I thought you were gonna get more for sure, but I'm still glad that you got. Yeah, some. I never had them. Because growing up, I lived in the middle of nowhere. No one trick-or-treated at our house. In LA, I lived in apartments. No one trick-or-treated. In college, it was, you know, I was not in a dorm, but I might as well have been. So, boy, it was exciting to hear all of them yell trick-or-treat. And, like, (laughs) this one kid, you would have liked this. This one kid walked up, and he was wearing all black head-to-toe with, like, a hood and everything. And then he had these little red glowing glasses on that made it look like he had red glowing eyes. And I said, are you a moth man? And he very, very sadly told me, I'm an evil librarian. And then he walked away. <laughs> and I was like, that's scary, too. <laughs> that's also scary. Are you the moth man? I'm an evil librarian. I'm it was like, oh, okay. Librarian. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. He was like honey. so bummed that that, <laughs> that was That is costume. the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how Wilder would respond to people when they asked about him because he could not make a decision to save his life. I feel like I was telling you. So we we went through a cycle of a thousand costumes, but eventually he settled on a skeleton with a blippy hat and a blippy bow tie. Sure. And for anyone out there who doesn't know, if you're not a, a parent, uh, there's a character on YouTube named Blippy. He's, He's annoying ass, but kids love him and whatever. He saves you when you need to get something done. All kids love this guy. Yeah, he's like... He's their hero, and I totally get it. But Wilder had the blippy hat on and the blippy bow tie, but also a skeleton outfit. So he was skeleton sure. blippy. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it didn't come together in the way he was imagining it. Because I felt like every time someone asked him, it was kind of that bummed out voice that you just described. Like, I'm a skeleton. Oh, wait, no. I'm a skeleton blippy. Like, he would correct himself and be like... I had to change it. And it was like, you didn't have to. This was your idea. You chose to change this. You chose to be this little weirdo, but 
it was fun to go trick or treating with him because I was on the flip side. I didn't um, do any handing out of candy because, again, we live in an apartment in Los Angeles, but we went to a residential neighborhood nearby to do trick or treating where there's a bunch of houses. And it was so fun with mm. the age Wilder is like three. I feel like is when they really understand it, are excited about it. Like he was yeah. running up to the door. We were like having to power walk to catch up to him. Whereas last year we kind of had to go with him and nudge him along. Like, oh, you walk up to the door. But he <laughs> was sprinting from door to door. Trick or treat. Thank you. On to the next house. Trick or treat. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> anyway, it was so cute. I love it. We had one girl. She was the best. She like literally took a step into our home and like poked her head in and she was like your house is cool and then like left and i was like that girl rules that is me as a child that is you as a child just like pushing people out of the way to be like i gotta see what's going on in here <laughs> also i'm just obsessed with her like that she was like you know what i want to see what's going on inside you know your house like i, I want to get some house. decor ideas when the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get a little inspo <laughs> So anyways, oh, so Halloween cool. was, uh, it was a lovely weekend and uh, Halloween was great. I didn't do, I did literally not a single Halloween party. I didn't wear a costume, but honestly, it was the first year I got to do trick-or-treaters. It was the That's first year I've been to the Fall Fest and Kitty Parade since like 2007. And it was the first year I had a yard to decorate. So great. I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy it. Yeah, it was different, but it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. And I got married. So And you got married in the same month. So it's perfect. Yeah. It was a busy <laughs> month. Ours was the same. I feel like again, as as Wilder's age changes, like we can't go to parties anymore. The one party we did go to was during the day and it was mostly children. So it, it yeah. was the same. How do for you us. get a babysitter for a Halloween party? All exactly. the babysitters are like, I can't because I'm going to a Halloween party. Because I'm the one who's busy partying <laughs> it up. Yeah. But Sorry, we did have parents. a Dr. Spaceman show, so that That's that was true. Fun. You did. That was kind of the party, so it was a good time. But and your father-in-law got to go, right? Yeah, Alex's dad That's Jim cool. got to go. He had so much fun. Um, ha- yeah, Halloween, great month. Halloween had by good all, time. and here we are. Happy November, are. everyone. November, the November blues, the old November blues, November blues. <laughs> but that's why we're gonna cheer ourselves up with some weird. Stories, conspiracy theories. Yeah, all what kinds are you? What are you telling me about an otter? Ah! <laughs> I love that you're saying an otter. I wish I had an otter story. It's an owl. Owl. So that, that other O animal, but yeah, well, I knew there was an O involved. I wish there was a story about an otter. They're so One cute. Day. <laughs> um, I brought a weird news story about an owl that okay. I first read about on Reddit, but then saw like NPR and a couple of other websites covered it as well. And I was like, what is happening? And it also can blend into a very popular true crime story. So yeah. just get ready uh, for that. Not that uh, this has anything to do with the crime that happened, but you'll you'll see. Right. The so, story? The true crime? The. The. Ooh. The. The. The owl okay. story. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Um, Okay, so the story goes, there was a woman named Kirsten Matheson uh, walking alone in the Sounds woods. Sounds fake. <laughs> it's, it's not real. Um, she was walking alone in the woods by her Hansville, Washington home when she was attacked up in the Pacific oh Northwest. She was attacked from behind. Something hit her in the back of the head. She's just taken a stroll. It's a quiet afternoon. You don't expect to be attacked when there's literally no one else around. There was no warning. They were fast, they were quiet, but they left a huge bloody gash in the back of her head. Okay. She said it felt like getting punched in the back of the head by somebody who was wearing a lot of rings or a really sharp ring. Luckily, she was able to, like, she did a search. There was nobody around, as I said, when she looked around to say, like, what the hell was that or did something yeah. like fall from a tree whatever she couldn't was find anything meteor? But, like why right the more she investigated and looked around she sees an owl up in a tree and she was able to get photos and videos of it to post online and she was told by the internet that what was up in the tree staring angrily at her and puffing its chest up at her was a white barred owl And it was looking at her as if it was about to cast a spell on her, murder her, or (laughs) I don't know. To be fair, that's how owls usually look. 
That's true. They're big old eyes. Sometimes I swear they look like they're smiling, though, depending on the owl. But that's I true. That's... They have two versions. They have the terrifying angry face, and then they have like the sweet, innocent, smiley face. Right, right. That's right, right. it. So she sees it up in the tree and, you know, she's taking photos and video, but even as she's like moving slightly closer to it up in the tree, she can see that it's like, it's puffing up. It's not happy about her. So she, of course, walks away, gets into her house as fast as she can. Um, Again, the internet told her that it is a white barred owl. And she was just so shocked for months. Like she was getting on Reddit trying to ask if anyone else had ever had this problem of like, are you getting attacked by owls? Cause that was completely unprompted. She was just walking, not even power walking, nothing aggressive about her body. She was just taking a stroll. She had actually seen owls similar to that one around the neighborhood before and just thought like, what a beautiful creature, but nothing had ever happened to her. So maybe the owl knows something we don't. I mean, just saying. you could be right. So that day when she had gotten home, her boyfriend was able to help her disinfect her bloody scalp and saw that the cut was pretty deep and pretty gnarly. He didn't believe the story at first until she started showing him like, hey, look at this Reddit thread. Other people have gotten hit by owls and same thing in the back of the head. The doctor, she had to go to the doctor to get the cut checked out. um, And she had to get a tetanus shot to avoid any further issues from that owl germ bacteria yeah (laughs) like i don't know what they're carrying but you think of that if it used i mean it's feet it's little beak whatever like there's probably a whole lot of bacteria in there absolutely yeah so she had you're not even supposed to touch birds i know much less they are carrying every disease by birds truth so she had to get a tetanus shot and the doctor was basically like watch yourself like you're either going to have to find a new walking path or like have some sort of protective gear on your head because this is a really bad cut and we don't want you to, you know, get infected or have anything worse happen. So she laid low for a little bit after that advice, but then decided like, I don't want to be kept captive in my house. I love going on my strolls. So I'm going to go and just turn in a different direction. Maybe I was in his territory. I'm going to go a different way. I'll walk even slower. I'm really going to watch my surroundings. So she went on another walk exactly a week later, the following Saturday. She was pretty close to her driveway still. It's like she had just kind of started the walk, just exited, and the owl struck again. Are you serious? But this time it left behind six cuts on her head <gasps> and she was like bleeding everywhere. Like I'll have to send you the picture and maybe we'll be able to post it somewhere for our listeners. I would say viewer discretion advised I mean, I guess that's safe to say no matter what. It's not too graphic and terrible to look at. You're more just like, that is coming, that blood is coming from your head from an owl attack. Like, it just, it looks like she fell and hit her head on the pavement. And instead, it was an owl attack. Six cuts all over her head. So this time, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I went a different way. I've barely even left my yard. Like, what is happening? I wasn't encroaching on his territory. So again, she's going to the Reddit threads like, okay, now I need to talk to a wildlife authority or specialist. Somebody needs need to talk to me. I need an expert. Yes, I, I need an expert on owls and owl attacks. I know some of you said it happened, you know, once. I don't know what happened after that. What did you use? What should I do? Because it just happened to me again and it was worse. And, you know, some people were being comical about it, saying like, hey, he's just trying to take you to Hogwarts and give you your acceptance letter. And then other people started saying, well... First, let's look at the death of Kathleen Peterson, whose husband was convicted of killing her. And let's talk about the documentary, The Staircase, where Michael Peterson said that she was mortally wounded in an owl attack. So then the Reddit thread like completely just lost its mind and only started talking about that and how this is the proof that it was an owl that killed Kathleen Peterson. So everyone is unhinged on the internet, basically. And that was what started (laughs) being talked about. But finally... Uh, Matheson's story reached enough people that uh, some wildlife specialists in the Washington state area were able to come to her and say, hey, barred owls are notoriously aggressive. It's not all year long. It's a seasonal thing. So I think this just might be like mating season or, you know, something is going on with them right now that they are a little bit more aggressive. So you might just have to wait it out. And another runner in West Seattle uh, posted a similar story on Reddit saying like, hey, this also happened to me. So I started wearing an owl mask on the back of my head and I haven't been attacked since. So maybe try oh that. God, that's hilarious. 
Um, another person said they started carrying an umbrella. Another person said they start wearing a large hat, whatever it may be. So people were starting to give her advice. And then one of the wildlife specialists said, listen, these owls are super territorial. That's what's going on. Like more and more of our dense forests are being cut down and neighborhoods are going up, blah, blah, blah. So they're looking for a new space and we yeah, are the ones taking up their space our territories yeah totally it's like we're the enemy we took away their home so he was saying that's why this owl is coming for you because you are you seem to be the enemy only offering in this one skinny tree after he used to have his forest so <laughs> that's why the barred owl was coming for her um they traditionally nest in the cavities of trees actually and that is just that is so much harder to find so now these poor owls have lost their homes they're angry they're taking it out on the humans as they should because it is our fault and basically we need to save our planet and stop cutting down all the trees and let these owls live in the forest and nest yeah i mean i'm on the owl side and also like buy if buy a hat yeah also like just take everybody's yeah, yeah. advice. Get the owl mask. Get the hat. Take an umbrella. Wear a helmet. I don't know. But yeah, the owl has every right to be mad. I definitely am siding with the owl here. Um, but yeah, Matheson has not been attacked since. She started taking a totally different walking path altogether that didn't even go near the street where the owl lives. She has started wearing a hat or carrying an umbrella. No more attacks have happened. She's hoping she won't have to carry an umbrella forever. But also, girl, just like maybe do it if you're going to stay in Washington where these owls are hanging out. Um, But she did go on to say, as sad as she was to, you know, be cut up on her scalp, which wasn't very fun. She did say, I don't want this owl to be put down. I don't wish harm on this owl. I understand it's very beautiful. I'm in its space. But my favorite quote from the NPR article was she said, it's just a pretty bitch. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny quote to have an NPR. And yeah, wouldn't that's the it owl be story. just wild if an owl killed Kathleen Peterson? I know. That's the thing is some of the things people were saying online were a little bit of a stretch, but I was also like, well, but you know, we all thought the story seemed too insane. Or was it just insane enough to be true and crazy enough to be true? I don't know. I do feel like if it was an owl, because like, what was the evidence that there was an owl? Were there feathers? At the scene? Yeah. Wait, for for Kathleen Peterson? For Kathleen, yeah. I think there were. But okay. that could have, but did they ever actually find out that like the owl came into the home? I thought the feathers were maybe just like near their door, but maybe I'm forgetting. There was something. I don't really remember the like actual evidence. I just Me remember, either. you know, it was like halfway through the trial, wasn't it? Or was it a retrial? I don't remember even when they brought it up because it wasn't it was at first. Later on, yeah, at first they were they were going with a she fell, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Well, and it well, could have been an owl. Could have <laughs> been this like, owl. Well, it also could have been Michael Peterson, but who, who am I to say? <laughs> it's probably her husband." <laughs> It is just so crazy, though, to read the story and be like, well, now I don't think the story was as insane as uh, as I originally As we initially, you know, yeah. yeah, felt. Because it's like, <laughs> do I still think Michael Peterson did it? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm sort of like, okay, well, now I can at least see where the defense was going with it, where originally I was like, everyone has lost their damn mind if they think this is going to work as evidence in court. <laughs> but it's like an hey, owl. But yeah, that's what birds do attack. They attack our heads, obviously. Yeah. Uh, really aggressive birds. And they do the same to animals. They attack the head. Because right. I remember one time one of our cocker spaniels growing up got into or too close to a blue jay's nest. And this blue jay attacked its head like eight times. Like it would fly down, attack its head. And then our cocker spaniel would like turn around. And then it would fly down, attack its head. And it would turn around. Like the cocker spaniel couldn't figure out what the hell was happening. <laughs> Poor puppy. It was a blue jay. It was a mad, mad, mad blue jay. Oh my gosh. Little dog. Just like, what? What was that? What? What? Dumb idiot. I know. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the owls in that same area in Washington, like the owls are known to attack foxes, deer, like anything that's encroaching on its territory. So you're exactly right. They're just, they're angry at everybody. But 
with yeah. people, I just think it's probably a little more rare than the animals. So when it does happen, everyone's like, what in what God's <laughs> name? I know. But yeah, I'm glad that it hasn't happened since. And, you know, nobody else in the area has reported it. So I, according to the wildlife specialist, it seems like that means the owl was able to find a good nesting spot and has yeah. settled in. Because once they, you know, find their cozy little cavity in a tree, they're good to go. And they don't want to punch us in the head anymore. So... Well, good. I hope that everyone ends up happy. I hope the lady doesn't get her head attacked anymore, and I hope that owl lives a long owl life. Me too, Ashley. Filled with uh, many owl children. (laughs) Many little owlets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I brought a new conspiracy. Yes! I love when you have a new conspiracy theory. It's my favorite. (laughs) And this one's pretty interesting. Like, I'm not... I'm not really buying the ex- supposed explanation, um, but I also don't know how much I'm buying into the conspiracy theories, but here goes. Okay. So for pretty much all of 2022, you can find news reports from all over the United States and Canada about streetlights being purple now. Okay. I found a news report for Minnesota reported by CBS News in February of 2022 uh, CBC News reported it in Vancouver on October 4th, 2022. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Green Bay Press-Gazette, was Wisconsin in March. Tampa, Florida in January. Orlando in March. Burlington, North Carolina in April. You get the idea. It's yeah. everywhere. And honestly, if you Google why are streetlights turning purple, you'll get pages and pages and pages of small and large news organizations reporting on it from all over. Wow. Random street lights and lamps and even highway lights seem to be purple, almost like they look like black lights now. And obviously, people are curious as to why. I'm very curious as to why. Usually they are white. And uh, some reports are saying that it's a flawed batch of LEDs that were received years ago. I think this was in Vancouver. Uh, received years ago in which the filters are failing because basically white oh hello i forgot i left my sound on from the clip sorry (laughs) let me let me fix that and then you can continue all right there we're good the white light in led bulbs is essentially made up of the colors of the rainbow so it's like red blue green and when one color is removed say green it leaves a red and blue light which mix to make purple so it's no longer white it's purple But then Fox reported that they either have a chip that's gone bad in them or the film on top that's controlling the color temperature is damaged. And then another city claimed that there was coating on the fixtures that has failed. But like all of these cities all over received bad LED lights. Right. That feels. And installed them around the same time. Yeah. That feels weird. I don't even though according to a couple of the reports, the cities had received that particular shipment years prior. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are all the streetlights all over the United States and Canada turning purple? Right. Huh. And theories range from totally plausible to absolutely cuckoo bananas. And I love every single one of them. (laughs) Some people believe what the city ordinances are saying that there's a bad shipment of led lights that somehow went to every city Uh (laughs) tens of thousands sure some people think that uh, the purple lights were an energy saving measure um, which they were okay with a lot of people actually really enjoyed the purple lights like it wasn't hard to see while driving everything looked kind of cool and futuristic and or halloweeny depending on what mood you're in Uh uh-huh But other people reported they were getting headaches from the purple light, which I guess I can believe, but honestly don't understand, seeing as every light bulb in my office is a purple light. I am bathing in purple light at all times. It's my favorite. Yeah, how would it give you a headache? I feel like usually bright lights are, if anything, would be giving you a headache. The purple can, like, mellow you out. But, I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's a real thing. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Some believe that certain types of lighting makes people more docile and controllable, and it's a mind control feature. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. All about it. Some people are saying that if you've been vaccinated against COVID-19, you will glow in the dark under the purple light, Okay, which well. is incorrect, but I love you guys for it. I, I love the enthusiasm. We're, we're into it. Get passionate about it. All right. The biggest theory and the one that i think is probably the most believable 
Um, Because I just don't buy it. I don't buy that all these cities received tens of thousands of these malfunctioning bulbs and just installed them. Uh huh. Like none of them are tested before they are installed. What if they have a strobe function and people start having seizures? Like, I just don't buy that this happened all over the United States and Canada. It happened simultaneously. And every one of these cities just installed them all. No questions asked and just figured people wouldn't mind. Uh huh. Like that to me doesn't seem plausible. No. I don't but the biggest this. conspiracy theory that I actually kind of believe is that they believe that it is some sort of surveillance tool that our law enforcement is attempting to use without our knowledge. Oh. They think that the purple light might make it easier for cameras at intersections and security cams on the street, that the light would make it easier to see a person's features. Okay. Even in their cars. Well, that's so, not a bad idea, actually. It's not a bad idea. Um, And I would be like totally fine with this if law enforcement was like, actually, like if we use purple lights on streets, then when we have footage of like a suspect, we'll be able to see their face better. It's like so blurred and grainy if it's. Yeah, like sign me up. That sounds great. And I could see them not being vocal about that and reporting it because, you know, for them, all criminals who might Mm -hmm. be doing something shady on the street under these purple lamps, they don't want them to know. And then there's other things that are kind of shady and creepy. Like some people think the purple lights might make it easier for those automatic speed ticketer cameras to operate at night. And like the, yeah, and like the intersection cameras to make sure you don't run, like stuff like that, which is like, "Mm, that's kind of shitty. Like those automatic speed ticketer things suck anyway. I know. I hate them. I got one. I got a warning in Chicago for going, um, it was like 34. 36 and a 30 okay i was like are you kidding me 36 (laughs) and a 30 is that's what everyone does that's like going slow (laughs) yeah if you're going 30 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone get off the road you don't need to be be going a tad over let me tell you that's pretty ridiculous but I do think it's definitely plausible that the purplish lights are purposeful, whether that's for law enforcement or security purposes. But I don't understand why they would try to do this in such a way that they like what did they think people wouldn't ask questions? Right. Of course, they're going to. The lights are purple out of the blue. Like, I, as I said, when and you first started the like, story, when you first started it, I was like, I'm so I'm so curious. Please tell me why would they be? Yeah, purple? you should look up pictures. I mean, they are purple they aren't like sort of purplish tinted they're purple lights and they're in cities all over and some cities have like completely replaced them because so many people were complaining Mm -hmm. um and like questioning and like that's the thing is like this day and age with like QAnon and like Mm -hmm. all the like how susceptible we are as a society to conspiracy theories, flat earthers, birds aren't real. Like, how could you do this right. and just think like, it'll be fine. Nobody's going to say a word. No one's going to no lose their fucking mind over complain. this. No, everyone is looking for conspiracy <laughs> theories, myself included. I love a good conspiracy theory and coming up with Same. these little ideas. So of fucking course, we are all going yeah. to start coming up with our own little plot lines for these purple lamps that is so strange to have nobody say anything about it i'm very curious to see what happens will we Um, ever but i do want you guys to write in if you live in a city where the street lights were or have been or are currently purple please give us your point of view what do you think these purple lights are doing if anything (sighs) i for one am for the purple lights yeah I want to believe that they're doing something useful and good that could help law enforcement in some way that I'm going to hold on to that in my heart. But also, I think purple is a really fun color. It's a fun <laughs> and it color. it would look very fun on a city Every street. Every photo and video I've seen of the purple lights looks really fucking cool. Probably looks like your living room. Your living it room looks like my living room. Yeah. And I just, I think I'm for it. Me too. Even if it is like, oh, purple lights make you more docile. I could afford to be more docile. I'm an anxious person. Me too. I feel like it'll chill me out. That's what I was saying before, like the headache thing. Like, oh, I get anti-headache. It makes me so calm and sleepy and happy. Yeah. I would understand, you know, fluorescent light gives you headaches. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm never walking down the street again, I guess. Yeah. Because this is terrible. But uh, purple? Nah. Purple is pretty chill. Yeah, that is so interesting. I hope we get answers, as fun as it is to theorize about 
things. Like I do, I do want to know what is what is happening. I encourage you guys to Google why are street lamps purple now. Like, don't Google your city. Just Google why are street lamps purple now and open some of the news reports because they're from every city. The reports are very identical. Yeah. It's weird. It's Ooh, weird. I can't wait to do a deep dive. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, You had a derp corner, didn't you? I do. I have a Gosh, I miss this week in weird. So many good times. We're going to start back up. We will. We will. We will. I know. We're going to have to just do it on video chat, staring into each other's eyeballs and telling news stories. But yes, I brought a little, another weird news story. So... The National Park Service has been begging its visitors to stop licking psychedelic toads. All right, guys. And just, like, you see that headline and you're like, what? Why? We all need to relax. Like, everyone, everyone chill out. I know we're all searching for that joy, that (laughs) serotonin. Nothing in this world could get me to lick a toad. Nothing. You say that, but you know, what if you're like truly down and out? Listen, like, I love psychedelics. I'm not licking a fucking frog. I'm I not know, doing me it. Me either. I was trying to play devil's advocate for any of these people, I but I can't. I don't even care if it's like a, a frog that's been taken great care of in someone's home <laughs> and clean. I'm not licking it. It's a frog. He's the cleanest little frog in the bathtub. The no, cleanest I, frog in the valley. No. I would not... I would not do it either. I was trying to, you know, side with the people doing this. Like, okay, well, hey, let's have a healthy debate. Let's look at it. No, I can't. I can't support anything you guys are doing. So this unusual warning pops up on, you know, different national park websites and Mm -hmm. on social media, urging visitors across the country to stop licking toads, which is something that you should not have to say to the human population. But here we are. So, you know... (laughs) A representative from uh, the National Park Service was quoted saying, as we say with most things, you come, as we say with most things you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, an unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. Don't put it in your mouth. And yeah, please don't put it in your mouth. And, you know, this was just another case of, okay, we had to add these toads to the list because there is a type that secretes a toxin that can either make you super sick because it has like it does have a poison element to it or if it's just the right amount it can be like a hallucinogenic substance basically like dmt yeah so yeah and i like i had heard of this before like i do kind of remember this but i didn't know that it was to the point now that people were seeking it out and i didn't know we had them in the united states me freaking i thought they were only in like you know the amazon or something and they may have been only the in the amazon for a time because i feel like we talked about them on the podcast or you know added in a newsletter or something like i it's it was so familiar to me but i was like well wait a minute i didn't know we could same as you come across them anywhere near to us or that this was becoming a regular thing so um it specifically applies to the sonoran desert toad or also called the colorado river toad and these toads have this have a prominent paratoid gland that secretes this potent toxin. Okay. And if you handle the frog, you know, with your hands and then touch something on your body or lick it and get it into your mouth, that is when you will feel the effects of the substance. And if you take too much, you could be so severely ill and poisoned. It is such a specific amount. So on top of these idiots running around licking a toad who's just trying to live their life, They are also having to say, okay, I'm about to lick this toad, but also it can only be for 1.5 seconds, and I have to make sure only this amount of drops get in my mouth. I just can't believe that this is a thing. So the secretions, yes, they can lead to a trip. Maybe you'd have a really cool hallucinogenic trip. I'm not saying But at what cost? At what cost? The National Capital Poison Center came out and said, well, if you have the wrong amount, it can cause severe irritation, pain, and tissue damage. And nerve damage for the rest of your life. It could cause numbness of the mouth and throat, as well as severe life-threatening effects on the heart. It's just so not worth it. You could get, like, irregular 
heartbeats, heart block, reduced blood pressure, and even severe enough as cardiac arrest if you're doing it enough times, which I think some people probably are. Um, and these secretions can also be absorbed into your skin. It would probably have to be a higher amount to get like the poisoned effect. But still, if you're handling this toad, even if you're like, oh, I, I chickened out, I didn't end up licking it. If you were holding it for long enough and chit chatting with your buddies, it could have enough could be absorbed into your skin to still get sick. So please leave the toads alone. Um, some people are not even licking them, I guess, you know when you talk to the people in this community who want the effects of these toads, they're like, well, I didn't actually put it to my mouth, but I did collect the secretions and found a way to smoke them. So that is also a new we thing. We will you just can smoke, smoke anything, won't we? You can smoke some toad poison, everybody. Did you know? Get those secretions. Get those toxins. Um, so that is happening with some people as well. Um, and now, this is the other sad part, this toad is now considered threatened in New Mexico due to the overcollecting by people seeking out their little mind-altering oh, binge God. with their friends, which is, again, same with the owl. Like, it's so sad. We're ruining every animal's life on this planet. But the New York Times earlier this year, I guess, reported that the demand for the secretions has put the toad at risk for population collapse all over. New Mexico is just kind of the first place where it's actually like, oh, they're like now kind of endangered over here. Um, yeah. And everybody just wants to reach their highest potential, get their mind to the best place it can be, but they're harming little toady. And it's very sad. So stop it. Stop, guys. Stop it. Stop it from the National Park Service and stop it from Keep stop It, it from Weird keep with it Lauren weird. and Ashley. But I also, yeah, I just feel like you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be You don't want to be the guy that gets high off of a toad. Like, you don't want to be known as that person. Like, that person doesn't have a good life. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? Like, you don't have don't. a good outcome. They really don't. Don't It's like, oh, do it. Steve went on one of his toad hunting hikes again last oh, weekend. Steve. Again. Everyone knows about Steve. Like, you're not going to be, you're not going to be talked about fondly when you're not no. around. Thousand percent. Just don't do it. Please. Please don't do it. Leave the toads alone. Don't, and also don't hurt yourself. I'm looking out for the toads because I can't believe that they're already, like, endangered in new mexico but also you could kill yourself so yeah quit it which i'm less worried it, about Steve. because if you are willing to lick a toad then you know what consequences there are consequences for our actions it's especially true. the stupid and, ones so yeah, a thousand percent <laughs> i actually wanted to before we go i i think now would be a great time to cover some stuff people should be watching because there's a lot right now in terms <gasps> yes. of horror and in terms of true crime documentaries so yes. i have a little listy here i know you guys are always asking for suggestions joe and i just watched low country the murdoch dynasty last night on hbo it is a three-part documentary about the absolutely batshit stuff that's happened to and come out about the Murdoch family in the last eight years or so. Murders, fraud, corruption. It's great. Have you seen it yet? I started it. Girl. I haven't finished, though. I was just going to chime in and say so, so good already. So good. But all I've heard from the couple of people who've watched it is like, oh, my gosh, just wait. I'm like, oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Just wait. Because at first you're just like, wait. whoa, what a crazy story. And then the second episode, you're like, wow, what a fucking crazy story. And then by the third episode, you're like, how, 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 Am I a person? how? <laughs> So I highly recommend it yes, um, for excited. as a reminder for people, the Murdoch family is that like, I think it's North South Carolina, North Ca South Carolina, yeah, uh, family of like lawyers, like a dynasty of lawyers who like just had their lives completely fucked up. And by that, I do mean fucked up their own lives. Um, oh yeah, it was by their doing. <laughs> we actually briefly ways. talked about we did. it on our finale last year, but yeah, we didn't do a deep dive and more has come out since I talked about it, but yeah. that was, I remember telling that to you and Joe and you were both just staring at me with your mouths hanging open like, you are just saying a movie plot to me yeah, right now. And I was truly. like, nope, this is happening. And this documentary uh, covers a lot of stuff you talked about, plus some, and oh, yeah. um, Joe- Joe really delighted in the uh I think that you're going to be in two camps where you're either going to be like wow karma's real huh sucks maybe don't be such a piece of shit and this horrible stuff won't happen to you or you'll be in the other camp that's like no one deserves this uh Joe and I are definitely in the camp that's like hey sometimes fuck around and sometimes you find out yep and this family fucked around a lot 
And they, you know what? They're fine. They're finding out. Um, I feel like I'm in your camp as well. It's, I mean, and also going back to the toads, that's kind of the same thing. Like I hope when I was giving the PSA, it was like, I am rooting for the toad safety a little more than yours. Cause if you were willing to go lick a toad, like, okay, you fucked around and you're going to find out. Same with the owl. Yeah. Listen, man, fuck around, find out theme of this episode. (laughs) Um, also, if anyone slept on the Army Hammer documentary, which is called House of Hammer, it's streaming Oof. on Discovery Plus. Sleep no more. It is a wild documentary. I finally fucking sat down and watched it. It's crazier than I thought. Oh, gosh. I still haven't. I'm nervous. It's not, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, like, descriptions of, of things, but, you know, no one actually gets, like, murdered. You know, so sure. it's it's a and little it, bit it, easier. That has not stopped me from watching documentaries before, so it's not <laughs> even that. I just know it's going to be just so it's wild, heavy and intense. Yeah. And just to think, like all of the movies I've seen this man in, it's like Army Hammer, your family, yeah, is like what has been happening. How did we all not know about this anyway? Our friends over at Planet Weird have a new podcast that you can either watch on YouTube or listen to wherever you get your pods. It's called the Haunted Objects Podcast. This is the crew that made Hellier. So we know they have quality products. And uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk specifically, who have curated the Traveling Paranormal Museum for years... And they're basically just talking about all of their objects, where they came from, um, their personal stories, as well as other people's stories of experiences with the object. The first episode is live now, and in it they talk about a wooden plank that they own that was taken from the original Amityville house before it was torn down. Ooh. Yeah. And okay. we, I actually talked about this plank back in season one of our show, so it's gonna a say major so throwback ago. for those of you who have been with us since the beginning. Uh, yeah. So they're they're doing that. Um, I think everyone should support them because I I want to see more work from them. They're really yeah. nice people they're so and they're honest people. And um, Hellier was was one of my favorite paranormal documentaries I've ever seen. So support so their stuff. So well done. Yeah. Um, the American Scream is streaming again on Amazon Prime. Uh, have you seen the American Scream? I have not. I recommend it to so many people. It is not scary. It is a documentary that follows three families in Massachusetts that take Halloween very seriously. I remember you talking about this. (laughs) Every year they do something called house haunting, which is essentially creating a walkthrough haunted attraction in their yard that the entire town shows up for. The documentary is touching. It's nostalgic. It's inspiring. It's also very funny at times because sometimes it feels like you're watching a spoof, like Spinal Tap or Best in Show. Because <laughs> totally. it's like I was just thinking so of Best ridiculous. in Show, like the way they're talking about yeah. their haunted house in their yard. Yeah, and the way uh, like how they take it. something so seriously when it's like you know kind of silly, but. I highly recommend it, especially for those of you who are like, I like documentaries, but I'm tired of feeling bad all the time. Totally. This it's like we nice don't one. want to hear about a murder or a kidnapping yeah. every time we watch a documentary or, or something or, about exactly. cannibals that are the political underground, like all of it. So yeah, this sounds delightful. It's a true delight. It used to be streaming all the time. They took it away for years and it is back on Prime. So I highly recommend that. Uh, big question. Big, huge, huge, okay? Huge. Have you started American Horror Story New York City yet? I did because (sighs) of your post. I was ready to not give it the time of day, to be honest, because I have been burned by American Horror Story before where they start so strong. I will always give them that credit. They wrote me in. There's like three or four episodes where I'm like, this fucking rules. And then by the end, I'm like, what was that ending? Why did we lose everything that was good about it? So I was like, ugh, New York. It still happen. It's only totally, like six but, episodes in, but I know. But even so, I just felt like your review perfectly, like it. It wasn't. It was enough. So I did finally start it. I'm only an episode in, but I'm. I'm in. I like I'm sold. Do think it might be their best season, and I don't mean the best season since season one. I mean their best season. You are not saying it's better than season one. That is a bold statement. It is better Madam. to me than season one because. And it's not that I don't like the campiness of American Horror Story. I very much so do. And season one was great, but there's still a lot of weak points in it. 
I'm halfway yeah. through this season and haven't hit a weak point yet. I think that and it yeah, is. Yeah, you said six episodes in. That's impressive. It's so good. They've got a completely new cast. Obviously, a couple yes, of fan faves are popping in here and there. Dennis O'Hare, Zachary Quinto. There are some favorites, but it's so refreshing. God bless you. I love you, Evan Peters, more than anything. And I love you, Sarah Paulson. We need new blood. We do, and they are in so many other projects that it's Seriously. like you're you're good. Like you can move on from this. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know about Evan Peters and Dahmer, but I feel like he pops up and stuff all the time. Sarah Paulson truly play anytime there is a female character who's a little, just slightly off and crazed. Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson. is playing them. Well, especially so. if Ryan Murphy is producing, it's Sarah Paulson. Oh yeah, yep. But so um, it's really good. They're releasing two episodes a week. It's streaming on Hulu the day after they premiere. This season is a police procedural that follows a closeted gay cop in 1980s New York who is investigating strange things happening within the LGBTQ community. And not only does it seem like there's a serial murderer targeting gay men uh, that the police could give a shit less about. But also there's some kind of disease spreading within the gay community that's starting to make a lot of people extremely sick. It's terrifying mm-hmm. and devastating, and it's a fascinating take on the AIDS epidemic and just how the queer community was treated in general at the time. So oh my I gosh, yeah. highly, highly recommend it. it. Also, I have never seen such a collection of hot gay men in one place seriously oh my that was to be honest that's half of the reason i'm roped Holy in i'm like crap. look at this beautiful crop of people that we have on this show we had the normal heart and that was like hot gay men express like i loved sure i loved how many hot gays were in that this multiply it level. by two this is next level hot gays so if you are into that as much as i am check it out Speaking of gay, Shudder's long-awaited series, Queer for Fear, is out now as well. It is superb. It really showcases how the entire horror genre has been fueled by queer creators since the very beginning. Oh my god, yes. I saw a TikTok little preview of it, and I was like, everything they said, I was like, yup. Yeah. Like, all driven by the queer community. Yeah, and not only just, like, the metaphors and everything, but also the very first episode, for example, you know, they talk about Mary Shelley giving us Frankenstein, Oscar Wilde giving us Dorian Gray, and even Bram Stoker giving us Dracula. They invented gothic horror, and they were all very gay. So watch that. And then finally, of course, for our horror fans, and this has been posted in our group. I think Lilo posted it. You have to check out Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Oh, I saw that post today. I'm so excited. It is. I've only watched three episodes, and I would have watched more, but Joe literally was like, I need to take a break. It is extraordinarily graphic, okay? Extraordinarily bloody, um, but in the best way. I mean, like extreme, (laughs) extreme gore. Um, and only the way Guillermo del Toro can do it. Yeah, and I don't know if he directs any of them actually, because um, they're Ooh, all it's it's eight episodes. It's an anthology, so you can watch them in any order you want. Um, I I guarantee there's a list somewhere online too that ranks them. So if you wanted to watch uh-huh. them from like worst to best, or like scariest to least scary, or like however you want right. to do it, I guarantee there's one of those. But um, they're all directed by different people, written by different people. It really Which is, is so lovely. Yeah. I, I mean, horror is the one genre that has that going for it. You know, we have sci-fi too. You know, you got Black Mirror and stuff like that. But horror has Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show, yep. Twilight Zone. Like we've had this sort of like anthology uh, set up for Yep. A hundred years. I love. Oh, it's same. It's so good. Yeah. I, I love a good yeah. horror anthology. And so far, this one slaps. Um, It slaps. It fucking slaps, y'all. Very exciting. So definitely check that out. Also, this is like old news of things to watch. And I think we all talked about it in the Facebook group or on Instagram. But I just loved that we accidentally watched this movie on the same night. And I can't recommend it enough, but also can't stop saying what just happened. But I think everybody should watch Barbarian. Oh, Barbarian rules. (laughs) But but just prepare yourself to... I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, Don't read I loved about that it, I went into it blind. Uh, yes. Same. I went into it without reading a damn thing. Like, again, we talked about it at the beginning. 
of like Halloween season or whenever the trailer first came out, you and I were both like, we're avoiding it. Like we don't want to know anything. And I am so glad because the movie ended and I just, I shout, I watched it alone because you know, Alex won't watch it with me. I watched it alone and I shouted, what just happened? <laughs> Alex came in to be like, what's going on? And I, I was like, are you going to see this movie? Because if not, I'm going to tell you the plot. And he was like, of course, I'm not going to see this movie. So I told him the plot and he he didn't know how to speak to me for the rest of the night. But yeah, I just you posted about it. And I was like, I literally just watched this as well. And I didn't know what to do with my body. So it's great. I mean, I neither did Joe. He ended up laying on the floor, laying on the floor. That was it wasn't me. even halfway yeah. over. And he was laying on the floor. And I was like, you OK? And he was like, I can't. I feel like I will talk about later, but I feel like I bet what moment <laughs> set him to the floor. <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, Deadstream, too. Wait, do I not know about what's Deadstream? You haven't watched Deadstream. That might be what we have no. to stream. So it's uh, a Shudder original. It came out this October. It's a Halloween staple for me now. I will watch it every year. And it's about this what? influencer who has a YouTube channel where he tries to do everything that scares him. So like skydives, he runs from the cops, he does all this stuff. And in, in this particular YouTube stream, he decides to spend the night alone in a supposedly haunted house. Oh, I'm so here for it. And it is like it is like Evil Dead meets the Blair Witch Project meets... It's a YouTube stream. It is so. Is it like found footage style? It's found footage. Yeah, it's like you're watching the stream. So you can also sometimes sometimes you can read the comment section. Uh, It's really lovely and it's very funny, but also very scary. It's great, guys. There's so much to watch. There is. That's kind of what I love about the internet age, like as cheesy as some people think it is. Mm-hmm. There there have been a couple movies that have come out that have that setup where it looks like we're watching a Zoom call or a stream oh, yeah. or you're just seeing somebody's computer screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think of the host where you're just like seeing one of the characters screens the whole time, whether it's on FaceTime or her messages or whatever, and you're just on her screen the entire time. But when it's well done. It is so terrifying and so fun because you have to you have to get with the times, you know, and that's where we're at. Found footage came about as soon as people had handheld cameras. Um, I think one of my favorite found footage movies is one that it's barely a movie. It's like 45 minutes long. It is usually on Shutter. I think it's still on Shutter. It's called the McPherson Tapes. And it's literally, uh, I think it was like a class project or something, but it, it was great. And it was um, uh, just a family getting together for like a birthday party with a handheld yes. camera. And then, you know, yep. aliens show up. It fucking rules. Yeah, and it's super familiar. creepy yeah. and eerie and odd. Exactly. So like once that happened, once we got handheld cameras, you know, and they were they were prominent in our homes, then we had found footage movies. And now we have right. so much going on on the Internet the internet is going to start showing up in a lot of movies and it's just I love the creativity. It's inspiring. Yeah, would, again, when people do it well, it's so great, yeah. which yeah, it comes another fun suggestion of bodies bodies bodies. I haven't seen it yet. I'm it. so excited. It's so fun. It's such a blast and it's very like Gen Z, mm-hmm. like the most like 2022 horror movie you could ever make. It is such a fun time. If like you just I'm sure there's people out there who are taking it too seriously and have critiques, but I thought it was a blast. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to have fun. Have a good time. Yep. Like we do every day. Um, That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. We hope that we were able to tickle your weird bone. Um, And your silly bone. Stop the show. What? (laughs) Where would our weird bone be? Uh... Funny I think it's is like by the elbow. Yeah, I feel like the your weird, weird bone bone's gotta be back, like 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 one of the your middle of your spine, yes, your spinal cord. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. We're born right. with it. Anyway, um, we hope we were able to entertain you this week with our abrupt change in programming. We'll be back <laughs> next week, and we'll be discussing alchemy. Fucking Ooh. finally, it's here, y'all. So excited. Alchemy, alchemists, mysticism, 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 the occult, and the science of it all. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast, and make sure you're checking your DMs. We did message some winners of our October giveaways. We want to get y'all your prizes. 
check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find ways you can support us financially by donating to the show and receiving perks like bonus episodes and a newsletter every month. And also, last but not least, if you want to keep it weird shirt, tote bag, or hoodie before the weather outside gets too frightful, head over to our merch store at www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. Do it. They're Do so it. cozy. Do it. They're so soft. They're so cozy. So soft. So, hey, it's so soft. We love it. It's so soft. It's not as soft as our old sweatpants, but hey, if you missed out on Ugh. sweatpants, what 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 can we tell you? We talked about them for two years straight. Like every episode, we plugged the sweatpants. I know so that's on you. And then you when know. we moved over to T Public, and people were like, "Oh, sweatpants!" I was like, "Tough titty." That's what I have to you say. You had your chance. You had your chance. You had your chance. I'm also yeah. missing the the chance to buy sweatpants because mine have a hole in the butt, right down the Ugh. crack. So. I, both of mine, because if you remember, I had to buy a second pair. Because he wore them out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's our sign-off this week. Our sign-off is so soft. So soft. So and soft. keep it weird. Hi, hello. This is Ashley Cassidy reporting live from my bedroom. Testing. One, two. Reporting live from Ashley's childhood bedroom where she spent many a night with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it still cracking? Do I...